I think the greatest thing that we can all do is be um, is be selective about the work that we do and think about um, who we're working with. You're listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. And you know, I'm here with Abe and Mackenzie, and um, we have a new guest today. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Claire. Um, I oh, I'm not so good with introductions. <laughs> Maybe you, you, you take it after that. But <laughs> <laughs> how do you pronounce your last name? Cottrell. Sure. Cottrell. Um, it's Cottrell. Cottrell. Cool. Yes. Claire's a, a, a director and photographer uh, floating between New York and LA, and um, we just you know really love her work and. Um, feel like she has a lot of talk, like a lot to talk about. So it would be cool to just kind of like hear your um, story, you know, like where you got started, like what you're doing now, like what you're up to. Sure. Um, so I, um, let's see, I'm like, how, how far back do I go? I, um, I've been living in LA for 17 years. Um, I've actually been working in film for that amount of time. Um, I came out to LA to go to graduate school. I studied architecture. Um, and when I was in school, I needed a summer job. And since I was in LA, I was introduced to a director needing, um, needing help. And, um, that ended up setting, you know, that ended up being my path. Are you primarily working independently or is there anyone that you like are around on a day-to-day basis that you're working with or collaborating with? Um, I do have collab- collaborators in the film space that I, you know, that I do work with regularly, but for the most part, I am independent. I do have a production company represents me. So when I am in, you know, when I'm pitching or when I'm shooting, I mean, I, I am, they are always a part of those projects. Um, my photography is completely independent. Um, I have stayed away from the agency rep space on that side of things um, intentionally. Um, so, but um, but in film, I do have there are a good I'd say three to five producers and executive producers that are a part of um, every job that I do, and I adore them. So, Abraham, I, I think we've talked about this a lot before, but I remember a couple of years ago it was just like, man, it would be the dream to be like represented and. Um, Claire, it would be interesting, you know, you said intentionally have stayed away from that and, you know, maybe without sharing any kind of, you know, bad blood or bad light, is there, is there a reason or an intentionality behind why you choose to stay away from I mean, I've stayed away from it with photography um, for, for very specific reasons. I, act, I actually wouldn't do film work without representation um, and without having, mm-hmm. um, there's just certain structure in place with the scale of a lot of that work that I, I just... it's essential, you know, especially when getting into conversations about unions and, you know, all of that kind of thing. But in the photo world, um, I have a pretty specific reason that's personal to me. And that is because um, um, I've always worked in film. I'm not a photographer who got into film. And so, and the way I got into photography was really just um, by chance, through friends. Um, it's always, photography has always been my, um, it's just been my personal work. So, um, you know, it's something I've always done since I was a little girl. Um, but it's, I do, I do actually, I try to stay away from it being work that I do for clients because it does, you know, I, I mean, I do that as well now, but I'm very particular about what projects I take on because it isn't my primary, you know, occupation. So I'm, I have that luxury, but, um, but I, um, it's my escape. Like that's my, you know, um, it's like, that's my joy. So, um, you know, when you take that to a place of that being work that you are doing for clients, um, for me, it, it, it changes it. And it's something that I've, I've wanted to keep, um, to myself more. Do you feel like that kind of like 
speaks into just like looking into your work and like seeing how you kind of track these diaries and you talking about how you keep some of that work a bit more personal. Um, do you want to just talk about your diaries and how long you've been keeping them and what? They sure. Kind of yeah. Um, I mean, I've kept a diary in some form um, for my, well, my whole life, I guess probably since I was five or six years old. So yeah, I mean, I think just the idea of a diary is a very, I'm very interested in um, like the archive of work and memory. That was something, even when I was in school, um, you know, I have two degrees in architecture, but um, a big, a big part of my design work was very much grounded in memory. And I think, um, you know, for me, uh, keeping a diary is, um, and just that idea of archiving one's thoughts. I mean, today in the world that we live in with how much images are a part of our communication. Um, and I think even a part, you know, I think it's a a whole new language in a way and the way we, um, you know, experience images today all day long, every day from different places, but, um, having, um, a, a diary or for myself is a way to make order of all of that. So that's, that's sort of a broad answer, but I think if that makes sense. I think it's really fascinating um, and really good perspective. You know, I think we all can benefit from, you know, putting our um, ideas and thoughts on paper. Um, And then um, to, to go back to your point about like not wanting to almost tarnish, you know, photography because it's like an outlet um and, and mm-hmm. it almost feels like so is writing for you it's like you know those are like passions for you um yeah i mean it's interesting that you ask that because um i've always always been more on you know if if one side of the brain is visual and if one side of the brain and the other side of the brain is is writing, I've always considered myself to be more on the visual side of things. Um, but in the last couple of years, um, writing has be- become more of a, a much more important part in my personal work. Um, and also, yeah, outlet is a good word, but it is very much an outlet for me. Yeah. When, when you, when you talk about writing, like I would, I would be just like really curious to hear like what your why you put emphasis on that and why you think that's so important to pair with visual because I'm I'm pretty similar in the way where I just think that like it's so important to be able to explain like our feelings and emotions and mm-hmm. um, ideas with words uh, to support the visual element of it to really like kind of put yourself oh, in that thanks. place and I think you're a beautiful writer and I, I would love um yeah and I, I think it would just be really cool to you know just hear from you like you know what why you put your emphasis behind that yeah, I think it goes back to um, it's it's an, it's interesting when you think of what you know the power of images. But then I have found for myself in recording, you know, h- history or or writing that there is a point when that you know you need both. Actually, like I'm not able to convey or communicate everything with images and. Um, I have found um, it really just came from a place and I can, I can, I mean, I can remember like the exact day and there were some bigger things shifting in my life and I was in Paris and it just, it was the only way to do this, um, you know, or to uh, like, I don't even know the right word, but to like have these thoughts or to, you know, I maybe process is a good word, but is I need to, I need to write them down. Like there was a, just a point that I reached where it was like, there's, there's just a need. And I, I, you know, it's hard to explain it. Maybe some of those creative impulses, but. Yeah. I think it's like, especially tied to travel and different parts of our lives. Like when I traveled a bit, like a few years ago in all these different places, I always had a journal with me and would write down just like smells and things that I saw and flowers and like sketch things. And I think if I, it's kind of like crazy to think about sometimes, like when I look back at that journal, like I would have forgotten all of this and maybe I would have remembered the overall feeling or the overall, you know, way I felt about the city. But 
like writing with memory is just so tied together that I think the way you write about it is much different than like maybe I did, but it's so interesting and important. I think we don't do that enough. Yes. Yeah. I, I also, there was, um, it was something that Zadie Smith said, um, or, or wrote and, um, it was, so she'd written essays for many years and, you know, worked as a journalist writing, you know, shorter columns or shorter form pieces. And um, this is in the introduction to a book of, um, you know, a collection of, of these shorter pieces. And she talks about, um, you know, just that idea of how daunting it can be when you think about the the completion of, of, a, of a body of work or like finishing something mm -hmm. of a larger scale. But then, um, you know, but then like for, she was talking about writing a book and, you know, for her, it was, um, she said it was just very intimidating to me. And then when she looked back at the work she'd done over the past number of years as she was putting together this collection of essays, you know, and there's a lot one can pull out of this, but her realization that in being so, you know, daunted in the idea of writing a book, um, that when she looked back over her work from the last year, or maybe it was a few years, she realized she had in fact written a book. And so, um, you know, I think that was something, um, uh, well, I'll say this, he'll probably listen to this, but a very dear friend of mine, um, who's a very talented musician, um, who knows a great deal about my I guess, life and upbringing and personal story. And I had a pretty interesting childhood. Um, and he one day said to me, I would be so interested to read your memoirs. And, um, and I was like, really? Wow. And then, um, you know, I, from then I thought, you know, I should start writing things down like little by little. And then at some point that is going to add up to a book. So that is, um, that has been a personal goal um, that I have, which is also, I mean, it's making sense of that childhood that I had, you know, the many experiences. I do travel a great deal and I do travel in a, a I'd say more of a non-traditional way as well. And, um, you know, just, you know, as you were also saying too, to, to put that, to put some of those experiences down as they're also happening in, re in real time and then not planning too much as to what they will be, um, you know, in terms of what, what will they become or I have this specific purpose, but more just doing it little by little as it happens. And then I know I will, I will have a, you know, a body of something. Um, yeah, it, it's really interesting too. Like when we we think about the creation process and you know the filter in which we put things through, whether it's writing or photography or video, um, the filter that we put on it when we know it's going to be viewed by other people immediately. And I think that like journaling and documenting and writing and creating only for yourself um, is a really interesting thing to be uncovered later, like maybe when our time passes or whatever. I think some of the best documentaries are. Um, like held of like information and like works that was never seen by anybody because it was never really meant to. And I think like, it's really cool that you've, you know, I think you are putting a lot of that stuff out, but it sounds like you also are like keeping a lot of stuff internally too. And so I'd be interested in your perspective on like what, what that filter means, like the filter of, you know, making stuff public. Um, and then the filter of, you know, just writing or keeping things for yourself. Um, yes, I, um, I think about this a lot. I think it's very, you know, the, the thinking of it is very relevant in our world today. Um, I'm very, um, yeah, <laughs> I have, a, I'd say I have a, a complicated relationship uh, to, you know, creating or to, to the idea of having um you know, an outward facing image of self. Um, I, um, yeah, this is one I could say a lot on, but let me see if I can um, s sum it up. I would say I am where I am professionally and creatively because I have I have cr created a voice or an aesthetic um, that is 
something that people find interesting, or I guess maybe a easier way of saying that is that I did, I, I did enough. Um, I want to do more, but I did enough of things that were me or that, you know, that were from me. Um, and then that led to people finding that interesting. And then I was given a chance, you know, professionally in sort of in certain creative capacities and then, you know, have done plenty of work that is not a representation of me or you know, necessarily my exact personal point of view, but I certainly found myself, you know, as someone who was hired for a creative point of view, um, you know, because I did have a very specific personal creative point of view. So, I mean, not to be like too meta about that, but, um, but I do, um, I, I'm, in, I've always been very, um, like anti most things like, I mean, even design that I love is like anti-design branding is anti-branding. Um, you know, th that is what I find to be interesting. I think in this world that we live in today, um, you know, there can be a personal brand, you know, that is anti or that is not anti or like whatever. And I find myself more and more I'm just less interested in even um, having a, a brand, you know, because I also think I think by definition and, you know, my primary work is in is in advertising. But um, I think the idea of a brand actually goes against I think it's the exact opposite of creativity. And I think it's the exact opposite of um you know, of, of being human. I think, a, you know, a brand needs to be clear. It needs to be on brand. It needs to have one point of view. It needs to have a solid point of view. It needs to have a unique point of view. And, you know, the way I look at myself and mo most people is, you know, people are complex and it's like, you know, you might be anti-brand this, but maybe you're like super general, you know, cliche in this way, or like maybe you change your mind every day, you know, or or have, you know, a variety of interests um, that, you know, can certainly not be distilled down to one brand um, thing. So, I mean, I think, you know, to answer your question and not go down that rabbit hole too far is um, I really, um, most of what I do, I, I really, or that I even, that I put out there, um, it, it's, I just like it. Like that's what I just bring it back to. I just bring it back to that. There's no expectation. There's no strategy. There's no like thing, be, you know, behind it. Um, you know, I think, I mean, you know, could I, do I know how to quote unquote be more successful on social media? I do, but I, I like kind of, I don't care, um, you know, enough about that. And I, um, I also, have found in the work that I care most deeply about that I'm making, I'm, I really truly am just making that for myself. And, you know, and I, I love having that very clean separation where it's like, I'm not even thinking about it as being something that I could work into something that I'm sharing with people that might have this positive you know, outcome or might lead to something else. I'm, you know, I'm just, um, it's, well, it's something I'd say I, I, um, I found or discovered traveling, you know, and I do travel to places and spend time there where I'm, you know, pretty disconnected from, I mean, you're not disconnected anywhere these days, but I'm just, I'm disconnected from, um, like my professional life, like in a pretty extreme way. And, you know, I just, I find, um, it's almost like going back in time. Like it feels like I'm going back in time to find that peace and that clarity of thought. And so, you know, that, that just really does live completely in, in its own world. And it's something I share it by talking about it with people. And it's the way I enjoy sharing it the most. So when you say like you travel to like an extreme, you know, disconnect, does that mean just like you pretty much just don't 
respond to any emails or, or do any anything that is work related while you're traveling? Pretty much. Um, I mean, um, I will, I won't fall off the face of the earth and I, I haven't actually, this isn't necessarily traveling to like the far reaches of the world or anything like that. I mean, this is, uh, me being in Milan, which is a pretty major city, you know, but, but, um, but being there, um, like I will go and spend three or six months. I try, I, try to structure my year. I've done this for the last five or six years where half of the year I'm working and very much immersed in a, in a very, you know, client driven, like large corporate advertising environment. Um, and then the other half of the year, I, um, you know, I did, I've spent six months in Paris for two years running. Then I also did, um, spent time in Italy. I did a residency in Tuscany, um, and then after that, traveled and spent time in Rome and Milan and um, parts of Emilia Romagna. And um, I spent a lot of time in Berlin. But I, I go um, not as a tourist. So, you know, I mean, and we can do this in this world we live in today. But I, you know, I'm always staying in an apartment or a home. You know, I'm going to the local grocery store um, and yeah, I mean, the people that I work with, um, you know, they know that I am doing this and they know that I'm, you know, not available in this way. Um, and, you know, and I mean, to go back to your earlier question, too, it, it is during those times that I, I find structure in my days, which I really enjoy, you know, so. Do you, yeah. I feel like this, like, kind of lifestyle that you're describing like it sounds super like romantic and really it sounds like if I think about doing that I'm like wow that sounds like the dream and like experiencing all these different cultures and really becoming like rooted in that but I'd be interested to hear from you maybe less from a work perspective and more just from a personal perspective like what do you find is like really difficult about living that way and what do you love about living that way because I would imagine like I mean, being in a new city at different times is difficult when it comes to community or when it comes to like people and language and all these things. So I would just love to hear from you, like the way that you see that lifestyle. Yes. So, um, that's a really good question. I think, um, so that, that, that experience of moving around, um, and not staying put was very much my experience growing up. And so, you know, um, I would say um, it isn't, it isn't easy. I have my fair share of stories, you know, ranging from customs to I always travel with my dog. So like introducing that as an element and traveling, you know, being away from your close friends, being far away from your family. My mother, had, you know, anyway, you know, distance from things you, you care about, um, and people you care about is very difficult. But one thing that I have realized, um, as I've gotten older is that, um, I'm, I'm most comfortable in that situation. So, you know, and I think that does come from a place of, it's just very familiar to me. It's very familiar to be somewhere, to not have many, you know, personal belongings, um, and to be, you know, settling somewhere and meeting new people that you spend time with for, you know, a couple of months or six months. Um, but then knowing that you're going to be moving on that, that, you know, um, and this is why I say that's, you know, the, the hard part in it as well is that, you know, to realize that I'm more comfortable in a situation like that than I am in staying put. Um, you know, uh, so I think, um, but there's also something, um, and I have, I have lived my adult life this way, but, um, you know, I, I do live a fairly non-conventional life and it's something, you know, I'm also re relatively un untethered. So, you know, I have a dog, but I'm not married. I don't have children. Um, and, 
in the last couple of years, I, you know, I don't have a day job that I go into every day. You know, I don't have that kind of thing. Um, and I have, I made a choice to embrace that um, a couple of years ago, because I can also look at it the other, uh, you know, the other side of that is one could also be a bit sad about that, you know, but, um, but I, I have chosen, you know, to embrace that. And, um, you know, it, um, it takes, it takes more planning. There's, there is instability with that. I mean, I will take time off and say, okay, you know, for these three months, which is in a, you know, that long of a period of time, I'm going to be away and I'm going to go, you know, and, and be in Paris. But, um, but when you come back after that three months, it's not like work may not just appear right on cue as you've come back, you know? And so, so I would say, I mean, probably the greatest sacrifice and the hardest thing about it is that, um, it, it doesn't lend itself to creating stability in your life and it doesn't lend itself to financial stability if one wants to be, per, you know, perfectly honest about it. But, um, so, but I think I've, I've, I've found the balance of finding a good balance where I'm not going to be jeopardizing myself, you know, in any, in any way or my circumstances and, um, you know, and it really is, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd say those experiences have been some of the greatest gifts and just, you know, opening my mind and expanding my awareness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I like just seeing your work and seeing like this through line of like the feeling of intimacy and kind of like even just on your personal website where you share your diaries along with your work and all of these things and how you can still have a hand in the commercial world as well as like your personal work. Like I think the way you're living is really like woven into your work and you can kind of feel that culture and that like you seeing all these different things and how it influences your work. Um, I did want to ask a question about when you were talking about brand and like your opinion on branding and all these things, like, does that, does that feed into your commercial work? Like, will you be very selective on the brands that you work with um, based on your opinions on those type of things? You know, um, there are brands that I will not work with. Like they're just on a list of I'm fundamentally everything in me is against what you are as a company um, and what you are putting out into the world. Um, but other than other than those, um, I'm pretty open. I mean, one of my favorite things, actually, and I think because of some of that body of work, um, I really love um you know, some of the, or I, I, I've done a number of projects in this way. They are bigger, you know, corporate, you know, uh, longstanding American or global brands. And um, they are wanting to reinvent themselves, like, I, or rebrand themselves. And I, I, I love being a part of projects um, where that is, where that's the directive and that's where they are, um, as a brand. So I think, um, I mean, the project that I just finished was very much that, and they are, you know, a, a very old, um, you know, restaurant group, uh, you know, franchise restaurant group based in the South, but they, um, you know, there is new energy there and they want, they want to be relevant to today. They want, you know, to be, um, you know, representing the world we live in today and what that looks like. And, um, you know, I do, so I would say if I'm, you know, particular about that work, it's more, um, what is, what, what's the nature of the project? Again, if you're not on my, like, I hate you list. I shouldn't say that. Or like, <laughs> I, I do not like right. or agree with in, in any way, like what you are as a company um, or product. Um, then it, it really is more about, you know, what is, what is the project? Like, you know, so. yeah, it's really, it's really like interesting and admirable. I would say 
at the very least to in in a culture and because you know, I, I would like to you know talk to you guys about this as well since like the three of us run a business together and a lot of the times it's just mm-hmm. really easy to say yes at the amount of compensation of what we're getting paid for um just you know to stay afloat or like stay alive or you know being in an expensive city like los angeles or new york or you know any of the major cities it's like one of your number one priorities whether you like to say it or not is to um, be able to put food on the table and so it's almost that second layer of like integrity to uncover like what does this really stand for and in being in a world of advertising sometimes it's like man do people really need this and do i want to be contributing to making people want this if they might not need it um is also like really interesting thing too like we have friends that are really into sustainability and not really into it. It's like, it's more of like, this is the life they choose to live. And I find that to be admirable in a lot of ways. And Mackenzie and Abe, I think you guys, you know, have something to say about that as well, but just like an interesting thought of like, how do we, you know, stick, stick to our guns and like be, you know, sure of ourselves. Like this is something I actually want to contribute to. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's a complex thing because, you know, I think, um, a lot of fingers get, you know, point or it's easy to point fingers at the world of advertising because, you know, it's consumer products and, you know, whole consumerist society in America and that whole thing, um, you know, is easy to find fault with. Um, but I, I look at almost every industry. And I think there are some of the same, you know, challenges, um, you know, as there are, um, in advertising and things, you know, connected to products. Um, and I think, I mean, personally, I don't think enough is said about how important it is to make a good living, you know? And when I say a good living, I'm, I'm like not you know, talking about like, we don't all need to be millionaires, you know, no one needs to be making money hand over foot. But I think, especially in the creative space, especially in, you know, the world of, um, you know, freelance work, I mean, you have a business, but, um, you know, there's a lot of project based work, when you do creative work, anyway, just the many, um, you know, are are kind of changing, work space, um, you know, and I think, um, you know, as much as I, it just, um, I think, I don't think folks should be, I think you're in a very luxurious place. Um, if you are able to make every single choice about how you, you know, make a living and pay your bills and pay your health care and all of that. And if you're doing them all at the absolute highest of moral levels, I think that, you know, because like I said, I think when you start, you know, to break that down, then you look at, um, it's just not that black and white, you know, there are some huge corporate brands out there that, you know, maybe don't have like an, an ounce of maybe anything interesting or, you know, or maybe doing the right things, but then they're the most wonderful group of people, you know, respectful and open-minded and kind and caring and asking questions and wanting to be better, you know? And, and then I, I know people who have had experiences with some of these quote unquote, like best, you know, brands in the world, you know, both for sustainability and inclusivity and all of that. And I have heard stories about how terribly they were treated making that work, you know? So I don't, I mean, I'm not going to say across the board and not saying any names, but, but I just, I think it's not, I think it's not sort of so simple to say, you know, one way or, or another. Um, And I would say, I just, I think, Um, you know, um, there's just something to be said for, for making a living and that enables you to have the voice that you have, you know, and, and to, to make your own work as well. If, you know, if that's going to be 
you know, your contribution to the world. So I just, I think it's a very complex conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like advertising is like really easy to kind of point the finger to because, you know, it's like a $600 billion industry. Um, But oftentimes as advertisers, we don't really get to have the luxury or control to um, dictate, you know, what clients come to us all the time. Um, You know, so, so it is kind of like a catch 22 is like, you know, we have this pressure to, put out great work and work with big budgets and, and, or have the ability to, you know, be able to make our ideas come to life um, and also put food on the table. So it's like, it's almost like, you know, even if we want to, you know, the reality is we're not always going to have the luxury to, to maybe say no to everything or yes to everything. It's totally like a balancing act. It's like, how do you like manage all of these things? And this is just like so many moving parts, you know? And I think, you know, objectively, or, you know, maybe subjectively, like, I don't know whether this is like the right or wrong way to look at it. But I think by default, in human nature, like, our selfishness kind of gets in the way sometimes of not even thinking about like, are we going to be working with good people? Are we, um, you know, doing work that's going to help prosper this person that I don't really like believe in their character, as far as like somebody that I would want anybody else to work with. And sometimes I think we put that on the back burner. as opposed to like other things, you know, like this, you know, next check is going to help me get um, X, Y, and Z. It's going to like feed my family. It's going to pay my rent. It's going to let me travel. And I think those things like inherently or like selfishly a little bit always like kind of take precedent above maybe some things that are a little bit more important for like furthering uh, humankind or, you know, the, the, you know, the kindness of the, of the world that we live in. Yes. Yeah. I, I think, I think the greatest thing that we can all do is be um, is be selective about the work that we do and think about um, who we're working with. Like, I mean that that is that does actually maybe inform you know more than anything else projects that I choose to take on. Is am I working? Do I like the people that I'm working with? You know, are they good people? Are they respectful? You know, do they have an outlook that is in line with my outlook on the world? Um, you know, um, again, I mean, that's that's a complicated thing. So actually, maybe I would sum it up to say this is that I think if we are all, if we're looking at our work as work, and if we're standing up and speaking up and, you know, um, influencing ideas to the extent that we can or to the best of our abilities. If we're doing that, that's the best thing that one can be doing in the sphere of work. But then I think if we are all separate from that, um, putting something back out into the world that, that does come from us, you know, that is separate from that work, I, I think that's the, you know, the greatest sure. thing that we can do. Yeah, that's really interesting. Claire, I'm curious um, to hear from you um, I, because, you know, just looking at your body of work, your diaries, your videos, your um, photos, all that stuff, do you ever reach a point where it no longer felt like a chore? Like, I, I think that's uh, sometimes work tends to feel like a chore and then other times it doesn't. Um, did you ever, because at this point in your career, you kind of know what you you know, want to do and want to focus on, um, curious just when you reach that point or even if you've reached that point, you know, um, it's so interesting. Um, I mean, honest, if I answer honestly, um, all of the work still feels very much like work to me. It's still work. Um, it's still, you know, an early call time. I'm not a morning person person. I mean, I get up early, but like my brain's not working until afternoon usually. Um, so, you know, getting up at 5 AM, um, even going or, you know, where I know I'm going to be surrounded by people that I love and people that I love working with that part I have gotten to, I definitely have gotten to the part where I can, where I'm having fun, like legitimately having a great time, on a set, you know, and, um, or, you know, like, um, but it's still all of it for me is work. And I mean, this is, 
you know, I don't know, just personal struggle and not something, I don't know if I should say this out loud, given that people that hire me might listen to this, but um, I don't know, but um, is um, I am definitely happiest. Mm, yeah, if I'm, if I'm on my own time and if I am, um, you know, making something myself. I don't, I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe everybody is, and that sounds like an obvious thing to say, but I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very, um, I'm someone who, who spends a lot of time alone and I'm really comfortable spending a lot of time alone. So like, I don't know. Yeah. I, but no, it, it's, it's still, it's still work, you know? Yeah. I, I guess to, 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 to to the earlier point where you said you you started just recently writing um, more so than you did in previous years, I, I guess to that point and along with the photography, it almost felt like those were passions of yours and like they didn't feel like chores. Maybe maybe the, the stuff that you dedicate your you know your your um, I guess priority you know workflow wise um, like directing and all that stuff. Maybe that's like you know work to you, but the other stuff tends to be not, you know, something you look forward to doing. Absolutely. And a hundred percent. And, um, and definitely the photography and the writing, um, which is the other, that is the reason why I'm trying to keep photography really away from the client world as much as I can, because I'm just afraid that I'd lose, lose that. But I, I mean, I've, I've often said this, I mean, there is like no greater joy for me than, you know, to be, um, somewhere new and to be just wandering around with no, um, you know, with no plan, um, observing the world and, you know, taking, taking photos. Claire, I have a, a question. Um, um, I don't know, like necessarily, maybe the most correct way to phrase this, and um, it might be like a little bit difficult to answer. But I think, like in America, and you know, just like the modern world that we live in, is like kind of this pressure and um, default of people who choose to spend time alone and like um, you know, kind of just focus on themselves and like being the best they can. Um, sometimes maybe get pinned as like selfish or not like wanting to have a family or not wanting to like, or not choosing to have a partner or maybe they want that, but they don't choose that. Um, and just curious how you like manage those and like, yeah, manage maybe those conversations that you have, because I feel like just from talking to you and, and just, you know, listening to how intentional and thoughtful you are, that you, you really are probably bettering the world more than most people who choose to do those things that maybe mask selfishness underneath. Um, but just wondering if you like have conversations or dialogue with people who might have that attitude toward your lifestyle. I would say that I definitely um, have know a good many people who are confused by how I live. Um, but then I also, I would say, have just as many close friends um, who do live in a very similar way. Um, so, you know, I, I'm someone with, you know, these choices I do very much, um, I, I don't, and this isn't what you're asking, but I, I don't like to think of something as, you know, this is right or that, you know, this is wrong. Um, and I think, you know, um, for me, it's a combination of, you know, just, um, assessing and reflecting on my situation and saying, or my circumstances. And, you know, a big part of that is the way I work, not being tied to where I live exactly. Like my geography doesn't have like a direct relationship to my job and how I make a living and, you know, and just thinking about that and thinking how, I can make the most of that, you know, or embrace that. Like what, what could that, you know, give to me? Um, and, and what could I find if I really think about that and break that down? And, you know, and, and so, um, you know, I, um, 
I don't know if that answers your question. I mean, I know, I think there are, I think people, I think it's one, it is a way of looking at maybe some of the choices I've made, but then I also, you know, um, you know, um, I have a lot of story, like stories to tell because of those choices. And I know that those stories like bring a great deal to other people. Yeah. So yeah, that's really cool. I think sometimes like, I, I don't know, maybe in, maybe in, a, not in another life, but maybe like earlier, like before I started working, it, it's just easy to get stuck. Um, not stuck. Um, but it's admirable to say the least to, you know, be able to choose that lifestyle. And I think like, before I, I think deep down like not every human wants um kind of like the life that you're living but i think a lot of us do and are scared um not to say that like oh i'm just like dying to like you know leave everything behind and and not saying that's what you're doing either i think you're um balancing the two really well but it's just interesting to like hear from somebody like you who's actually living it and not you know faking it or like um, pretending that they're living a lifestyle that they're not living. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just cool to hear you kind of talk from the experience of, you know, that perspective. Well, and I think, um, I think Mackenzie was the one that said it or asked this question, but it, it definitely isn't the easier path. Like that, I mean, that is also, you know, there, there's a lot of romance in, in it. And especially when one tells the stories of it and, you know, um, ex the experiences, but, um, but it's, it's not easier. Yeah. Ken's and Abe, do you guys think you could do that? You know, maybe not to the extreme that Claire does it, but in some capacity, do you guys think you want that for yourselves? I'm just curious. I adore travel and I feel like I've been very inspired in traveling to different countries and stuff like that. But, and I, I always tend to travel in the way where it's like, I don't want to like just spend all my time like in the city center and like doing all these things. And I also lived in Rome for a little bit and kind of lived in a neighborhood and had my like regular grocery store and farmer's market and coffee shop. And I think that's really the best way to travel. But I think I also have such a dependency on like people and relationships. And I think moving like that is hard, would be hard for me. And even like I spent four months in Montreal and I think it's really hard for me to balance like, okay, I'm investing in these people and relationships, but I'm kind of one foot out the door because I know that I'm leaving like in two months or whatever. So I really admire like your ability to balance that. And I think it's probably something you've had to work at for years and years and really master. But I, yeah, I think it would be really hard. <laughs> I think you're like living a lot of people's dream, you know, that, that and which is why people want to read your writings is, kind of to live vicariously through you. Um, but, but yeah, I think for me, it, it all just depends. You know, life has so many seasons and we change what we want to do and where we want to be so many times. Like I never thought I'd be in LA, but yet here I am. Um, so, so I think at some point in my life, I, I would want to, you know, at least do that, you know, especially if I'm still single, you know, 10 years from now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, my whole like minimalistic approach and like wanting to be able to like really focus in on the essentials and, and like, you know, not being tied down and, and having freedom, which is, you know, a big reason why I even wanted to, you know, start a business with these two. Um, it's just to, to have that freedom to be able to work anywhere and, um, and, and be happy and, you know, so yeah, I could totally see myself at some point. You might find this interesting, but Abe, like, lives in this pretty small like room and he doesn't like I don't know you keep all your clothes in your suitcase it's like you're almost ready to go whenever like you don't, oh, wow. you don't have like a dresser <laughs> it's just like like three shirts and like a couple pairs of pants yeah I like to like every time I get something I like to like give something away or sell it because otherwise I end up hoarding it and a big reason why was because um when I was in like high school through college I I was really like um, just a different person. Like I had way too much clothes. I, you know, cared too much about the way I looked and, and, you know, just maturing now to, you know, 10, probably like 10 years later, I'm just a different per person. My perspective has changed and I'm, you know, I'd like to have like clear headspace and, and, and be able to focus in on the things that matter and, um, 
and yeah, I just, all that access stuff doesn't really matter to me anymore. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I mean, we're always like trying to be conscious of time, but um, do you guys have any other questions? Claire, do you have any plans to, you, you mentioned you wanted to do a book at some point. Do you have any like kind of vision or plans for when, when, when that might be? Um, well, um, I'm also writing a script, which, um, is somehow scarier to say than writing a book. Cause I'm much creatively <laughs> anyway, much more aligned with a script, um, you know, or a, a feature film than I am even with a book, but, um, that the script is my is actually my first priority or my top priority right now because um, there are some plans tied to some deadlines um, um, that are that are connected to that um, and then the book I, I do I write I write a little bit all the time so it is it's you know um, I don't know when I'll say stop um, but um, but yeah, I also yeah. I mean, it was very interesting to me that you guys picked up on that because it isn't something that I talk about or really. I don't put that out into the world aside from the fact that yes, it is on my website and some writing is there. And um, I just I'm actually um, well quite honored that you know that that caught your eye. So. Yeah, keep moving. It's like, I think one of the things that we, you know, really enjoy about artists is that they're not one dimensional. And I think there's a lot of things that people are maybe proud of, but might not feel like, not to say that you're not confident in it, but like, I, I work on a lot of things that like, I don't really promote or share or push too hard and like hope that maybe other people just find it useful to them or um, inspiring to them in some way. And so we're always trying to uncover those kinds of things and tell the, the kind of stories that never get told. Um, so yeah, like thanks for putting that out there. I guess we would have never known otherwise. Cool. It's the one. It's the part of my site where I'm like, I don't know if anyone ever looks at this, but like I like it. <laughs> so and I'm, you know, yeah. But um, no, it's yeah. great. So thank you. Cool. Um, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, for everybody listening, like we'll attach all of you know Claire's um, works and her body of work in the link below. But um, Claire, we just want to say thank you uh, for jumping on for an hour and. Um, I owe you a walk of shirt. <gasps> yes. By the yes. Way. I, I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna, um, when I get back, contact you about that. <laughs> awesome. Cool. All right. Thanks, buddy. We'll, uh, okay. we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. For more information, you can follow us on social media or check us out at mouthwash.com.